How would you feel if you got a mail from your boss saying, see me in my office? Or maybe a message from your manager saying, let us discuss urgently. Or you got home tired from the day's traffic because you live in a busy place like Lagos and 10 minutes into settling down for the night, your partner either walks up to you or sends you a message saying, we need to talk. My name is Ngozi Obefna and welcome back to Random Talk with NG. It feels so great to be doing this yet again. I'd like to sincerely thank you for all your feedback and comments in the last episode titled Take a Break. If you're yet to listen to it, do well to check it out. Today, I'd like to talk about having difficult conversations. And yes, it's even something that is difficult for me to talk about. Having difficult conversations pans across loads of scenarios, lots of situations. It can come from a work scene, it can come from a social scene, it can even come from whatever you can think about. And that is why we're diving deep into this topic that affects us all, having difficult conversations. So what do we mean by difficult conversations? I feel like difficult conversations are those heart-pounding, stomach-churning talks that we often avoid. You know, they involve discussing sensitive topics, expressing our true feelings, or addressing conflicts with others. But we often forget that difficult conversations are essential for personal and relational growth. Winston Churchill once said, Courage is what it takes to stand up and speak. Courage is also what it takes to sit down and listen. And this, my dear listeners, encapsulates the essence of difficult conversations. While I was thinking of what to talk about, I have had this particular topic in mind for months. But for some strange reason, I avoided it because I felt it was an uncomfortable topic to deal with. I had some people contribute towards the success of this episode and you'd get to listen to two of them whilst I share the thoughts of the third contributor. I remember a time when I was forced to have a very difficult conversation with someone. It was so difficult that I had this stomach upset throughout the period the conversation lasted. And I had to sit through the whole 25 minutes listening to this person give me feedback about what I had done. And after that, I simply apologized because I knew that I was wrong. I knew that I was wrong, but I was also happy that we had that conversation, no matter how difficult it was at the moment for me. But why do we find them so challenging? One reason is fear. Fear of hurting someone's feelings or fear of how they might react. Another is the discomfort of confronting our own emotions and biases. So let me share a little analogy with you. Imagine a dog that is supposedly sleeping, but it's tossing and turning, restless. You know, something is bothering it, but you decide to let it lie because you're afraid of what might happen if you wake it. The thing is that dog isn't sleeping well, and that's exactly how unresolved issues affect us. Steve Maraboli wisely said, The truth is, unless you let go, unless you forgive yourself, unless you forgive the situation, 
unless you realize that the situation is over, you cannot move forward. And difficult conversations are often about moving forward, whether it's in a personal relationship, a workplace, or any other aspect of life. These conversations require not just speaking your truth, but also truly listening to the other person. While having a difficult conversation with another person, none of you may be wrong. It's just a case of both of you speaking your truth. You may be right. The other person may also be right in their own way. Having these difficult conversations really transcends beyond having it with another person. You may need to have a difficult conversation with yourself at some point. So you did not get the contract or the job you've been you've been bidding for or you've been applying for simply because uh, someone was chosen over you or you did not come up with a foolproof plan as to how you are going to execute that contract if it's awarded to you and then you're sulking in your pain or you're sulking in your misery or all your relationship ended or, or as we would commonly say you were served breakfast it's not the fault of either of you but it's just a case of circumstances or you found yourself being denied the visa multiple times after applying and you keep beating yourself up over and over again this is a case where you need to have a difficult conversation with yourself you need to sit and tell yourself the truth and that's why as steve maraboli had wisely said the truth is unless you let go unless you forgive yourself unless you forgive the situation Unless you realize that the situation is over, you cannot move forward. But here's the thing. Avoiding these conversations can be even more detrimental. And I would love to share a little story. Imagine a scenario where a close friend constantly crosses your boundaries. And instead of addressing it, you avoid the conversation to maintain peace you know like would usually say for peace to reign and over time this friend continues to push those boundaries and resentment builds up inside you and then one day just one day and just because your friend decides to do something which ordinarily shouldn't trigger you you just give this outburst and you start spilling so many things so i got nello to share our thoughts on difficult conversations having difficult conversations and here's what she had to say as a child while growing up i found it really difficult to say no i was a people pleaser i would always say yes especially when it was not convenient and over time it became very draining emotionally i would always get hurt and i just couldn't keep up it had to stop so i had a conversation with myself and i said i was going to work on it so Having difficult conversations is not something that comes to me naturally. I tend to not be a confrontational person. I tend to avoid conflict as much as I can. Now, I'm in a space where I have learned that it is inevitable to have difficult conversations. You need, as long as you interact with people, a time will come when you need to have tough conversations and you need to realize that it's okay to have those kind of conversations so for me i wouldn't say there's a particular technique 
you know it's just about building courage you can communicate firmly but respectfully you don't have to be mean when passing across your message but you need to be firm sometimes and you also need to come to a point when you realize that as a result of having these conversations you might hurt someone in the process right and that's okay as long as it's not coming from a bad place you know you cannot avoid conflict to be honest and it's not necessarily a bad thing so i don't think there's a particular technique to it you just need to realize that it's okay i guess and then have the courage to have the conversations that you need to have because it's something that you just have to deal with in life as marianne williamson says in every community there is work to be done in every nation there are wounds to heal in every heart there is the power to do it in this case the work is the difficult conversation by avoiding it, you are only allowing the wounds to fester. And this quote by Marianne Williamson reminds me of a conversation which I dreaded a lot. And as much as I tried to deal with that situation, it wasn't getting better. And the difficult conversation had to be done either in person or virtually. Well, the conversation happened virtually and it could have been something that should have happened earlier however it happened when it did and it was relieving to actually have such conversation and here is bright sharing his thoughts on having difficult conversations hi ng having difficult conversations is not an easy one because you're trying to communicate something important something crucial to someone and you don't want the person to feel bad. Rather, you want the person to give the feedback and, you know, make amends. You see, someone that has body odor, someone that doesn't care about how he appears in public, even in the workplace, performance-related discussions with senior personnel, it's very difficult. But the thing is, these conversations need to happen. They need to be, they need to be had. You can't just keep it to yourself because it's going to eat you up. First thing is he said that you have those conversations. I've been there several times. But one of the instances was I was approached by two managers to speak to a junior colleague about appearance. The managers didn't want to have the conversation so as not to give the impression that it's coming from management. But yeah, they felt they needed to have this conversation with the person, not the management. So they said, okay, let someone that had that have that conversation. And they approached me. Well, at first I was wondering why was I chosen. But that aside, it was a difficult task because the person also was a friend. So how I went about it was I approached the person, asked him if he was free for a chat, and then joked around, you know, made him laugh, we both laughed, sincere joke. Then we got to the meat of the matter and I came to him and I avoided using the words you, 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 I instead used I. So I told him I feel that you are technically sound and your level of efficiency is very impressive. And I came to communicate to you something that really matters in this workplace. Most of the work we do are not seen by others. What people see first 
music or carries your journals and that matters a lot so it is the first thing you need to work after you've gotten some technical competency and we got to the meat of it and I asked him okay let's talk about it now this appearance do you think a manager can dress like this I said no you so why not see yourself as a manager right why not see yourself as a senior feeling bad. I was like, no, 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 I'm not coming to attack you. Um, I'm just trying to let you know that these things matter here. And it's not just about technical competence. And, and he started giving me valid reasons why at that present day, he didn't really on the stress that the transformer was bad and all that. And I validated these reasons. I also told him, this is the workplace. People may not have that conversation to understand your, your transformer is bad. Regardless, just find a way to make some of these things uh, soften and appear better in the workplace possible. So courage, appearance and your competency, technical competency will get you to the next stage. So I now brought another joke and we you know, spoke about some other things and I made sure I, I didn't just exit in the last book that I spoke. I brought the pillar, just joked around and then asked him his job, how he was doing, performance and all that. And that was it. Before we left, I also went to him and spoke to him about something entirely different, just as if I'm forgotten what I spoke about. And, you know, just to bring him up from, up from that is downstairs. Because trust me, the person will always feel bad. The person will look back at his own mess that people will not have even remembered. You know, the day he wore his state clothes and all that. But yeah, those conversations need to happen. And the more you do it, the less concerned. Uh, or the more you do it, the better for the person and the better for you too. Because trust me, today the guy is dressed smart and he's he's cool. He's apparent. Managers are actually happy because you know these are the people that interact with him. So you've listened to us talk and share our thoughts on having difficult conversations, and you may be wondering, what's the solution? How do we tackle these challenging discussions? So with the help of my friend Good News, I was able to curate a few tips on how to have and handle these difficult conversations. Firstly, prepare and plan. Know what you want to say and how you want to say it. Also think about what you hope to achieve as this reduces anxiety and helps you stay focused. You want to be sure that you've made it clear or while having the, the conversation, it's just clear as to what you hope to achieve. You just want to make sure that you prepare and plan. I know it sounds strange, but it's very important you do so. You need to be able to plan and outline your thoughts such that when you're having this conversation with the other person, you're able to explain, you're able to be clear in your communication what exactly it was that went wrong at that time. Remember the words of Maggie Cohn, speak the truth, even if your voice shakes. It's okay to be nervous, but it's crucial to express yourself honestly. This is something you should not forget to do, listen actively. Understand that the other person has their perspective and feelings too. 
also remember it's not about winning or losing you're not counting blames you're not counting scores it's about understanding and finding common ground so empathy should be your best friend put yourself in the other person's shoes understand their perspective and communicate with respect if you've not yet listened to one of my previous episodes where I spoke about empathy, now would be a good time to do so after listening to this. Peter Drucker emphasized, the most important thing in communication is hearing what isn't said. So pay attention not only to words, but also to body language and emotions. And I feel like most times, Difficult conversations should be held in person. That way you're able to see the person's reaction to the feedback being given. You're able to, you know, read the body language. But lastly, in all of this, be open to resolution. The goal of a difficult conversation isn't just to vent, but to find a way forward. If you wanted to vent, you would have just called up a friend of yours and just emptied the words to that person. But however, what you're trying to do is to move forward. And so you should be open to resolution. Now, settling back to our dog analogy, which I shared earlier on, once you've had that difficult conversation, it's like tucking the dog in with a warm blanket, you've addressed the issue, and now both parties can sleep in peace. Conflict is the beginning of consciousness. Through these conversations, we often gain a deeper understanding of ourselves and others. So, dear listeners, Remember that having difficult conversations is a skill we can all improve upon. It's a tool for personal and collective growth, a way to heal wounds, and a path towards stronger relationships. So whether it's about your performance at work or with regards to relationship with those around you, be open to having difficult conversations, no matter how uncomfortable they seem at the moment. I would like to thank my contributors for today, Bright, Nello, and Good News. And I would like to remind us to embrace difficult conversations as opportunities for growth. As Dan Reeves wisely noted, difficulties in life are intended to make us better, not bitter. Thank you for tuning in to Random Talk with Angie. I hope you found this episode valuable. And as always, feel free to reach out with your thoughts and suggestions. Feel free to share this episode with your friends and contacts. Feel free to comment and reach out to me via mail with your thoughts and suggestions. Until next time, have those difficult conversations and keep evolving. Take care and keep those conversations flowing. Have a beautiful week ahead.